This is 680 CJOB. Welcome to the show that's all about local food, beer, and wine. Who makes it, who sells it, and today I'm talking to a guy who fixes broken restaurants. I've known him for over 20 years, and I like to call him the Restaurant Whisperer. He is the owner of Freedom Marketing Coach, so if you own a small business, especially a restaurant, this episode, it's for you. Chris Fruzera is my guest today. How long have we known each other? Uh, so St. James Earl's was 91. Oh, 91. I was 21. All right, so let's talk a bit about who you are now, your history in the restaurant industry, and what you do now. Okay, so that's a loaded question. Lots of information to answer in one question. I know. I'm going to try that's and do That's a three-parter. It. Yeah. I was going to space them out, but you know what? Whatever. I'm going to try and be succinct here. All right. Um, so currently, what I do is I help small business owners increase their sales and profits um, to their business mm-hmm. with little um, effort on their behalf. Right. The whole idea is to put systems in place to uh, create sales and profits on a regular basis, so that they can really concentrate on doing their thing um, rather than worry about how to market their thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So whether that be building someone a website or helping them uh, internally with systems and organization, um, doing social media for them, uh, whatever it, it happens to be. Uh, my focus for sure is digital digital marketing online, um, but you can certainly take uh, offline marketing and drive people online and, and vice versa. Uh, and then helping people inside their business, you know, whether it be setting up systems like training servers. You know, I was on site today with a client and you're coming up with server training or you're coming up with a loyalty program, um, whatever it might be. There's lots of different ways I can help because I was in this business, in the restaurant business for a long time, right? For sure. 25 years. 100%. Right, so I know you help small business, but uh, you know you are definitely a big help in the restaurant industry, which is why I brought you here, because you know a ton about restaurants. And the conversation we had over beers yesterday was quite funny. I, I literally, my stomach hurt. I laughed so hard. I haven't laughed that hard in life. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, so this show yep. is literally about food. It's about brewers. It's about food makers. It's about restaurants. It's about winemakers. Um, and Winnipeg has a ton of them. Right. Right. And we talked at length about, even though there are a lot of them, most of them are closed within a year, new businesses. Right. And the ones that are are open after a year are closed within five years. Right. So let's talk about some of the mistakes that most business owners, restaurant business owners make right out of the gate, right from day one. Well, what I see happen a lot of times um, right out of the gate is that they don't have... um, enough of a back pocket of cash, right? Mm -hmm. So they're opening up on a shoestring and then the restaurant isn't busy off the bat and then all of a sudden they are cash starved, right? right? So if you're cash starved and you need to start paying your bills, you're going to go bankrupt and that's going to be the end of it, right? Because it's hard to come out of the gate being so busy that you have a lineup out the door. Right. Right. Nobody knows you. So, right. Nobody knows you. So that is a very difficult thing is not having enough cash to get started. Mm -hmm. Secondly, what I notice a lot is restaurants opening with the people who own them having no restaurant experience. Mm. Right. So someone thinks, Hey, I got money. I think opening a restaurant would be a cool idea. Let's open a restaurant. And then they don't realize how much detail there is in running a restaurant, right? All the 
there's a million ways to lose money. Totally. There's only a couple ways to make money. Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah, 100%. So, you know, they're, they're basically, they're, you know, they're walking, I just envision a guy walking up to an old style pump. You remember, you know, the pump, they pump the water into the bucket, let's yep. say on a farm or something. Yep. And then the guy's trying to put out a fire, let's say. So he t- he pumps the water into the bucket. Then he goes to run over to the fire to throw the water on. But by the time he gets there, there there's so many holes in the bottom of the bucket, there's no no water left. So the fire burns his business down, right? That's the fire of not paying attention to all the details. Then the third thing that'll sometimes happen is that people don't know what they're worth. Okay. So I've dealt with many businesses, restaurants in particular, the ones I consult with, and they will price themselves under the market thinking that... To compete with, you know, all the big box guys, mm-hmm, don't mm-hmm. necessarily need to bring up all their names, right. but we know who they are, right? The guys who are on TV and can afford the billboards and the radio advertising, all those guys. Well, they say, they think in their mind, they think, you know what, to compete with these guys, I'm going to set my prices lower. I'm just going to work harder and set my prices lower. Right. Volume. Well, they think they're going to get so much <laughs> business and volume will take care of it. Exactly. And that never works. Um, one of the things that I learned right away that really made the difference at food, although it was scary, it was super scary when I had food and I, I remember, and, and food is, food sorry, is. food was the restaurant I had here in town for, uh, 13 years. Right. And so, uh, the, the scariest thing is when, when I got started is that people would come into the restaurant, look at the menu and then leave. And I'm thinking in my mind, I'm thinking, hey, man, I got to make payroll. <laughs> you know, we need to make some sales. That I, like, why? And so after a couple of days of this, I started to ask people, like, why are you leaving? So they look at the menu and they go, ah, okay. And then they leave. And I'm thinking, okay. So then I ask them, I go, hey, what are you looking for? And they're like, oh, you know, we want to have uh, chicken wings or we want to have nachos or we want to have burgers and whatever. And I thought to myself, hey, those are all great items. But I mean, I'm in Osborne Village, you know, wings. They, there's good wing places <laughs> down the road, right? Nachos, yeah, wings. Right, probably, a dozen. They're right? They're all, you know, hey, we want to have uh, a Greek salad or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that stuff's all around. So when I opened the doors and had something called chocolate chicken on the menu, people were scared to try it. But what ended up happening is once some people started to try it and enjoy it, then people started to come specifically for that item, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So instead of me having... Greek salad or chicken wings or nachos for $3 less a plate than the guy down the road and someone going, well, I'm only going to come here because it's $3 less. I started to build a following because I had items that no one else had. Right. Right. And yeah, once we had, you know, our height of popularity, there was other places trying to knock it off. (laughs) I'll never forget one of my favorite stories. (laughs) So I go around and talk to all the tables. This guy, I'm talking about chocolate chicken because I didn't recognize them. Okay. Right. So I have a husband and a wife. And so uh, I start talking about, uh, and you know, we're fairly famous for our chocolate chicken. And she, <laughs> and, and the woman says, well, you know, I made that at home. And I go, well, how was it? And without skipping a beat, the husband said, well, we're here, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I, could, I guess he took a cab home. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. He took a cab home, but I couldn't stop laughing. I thought it was gold. Since my wife doesn't cook, I don't have to worry about getting into trouble like that. Back with more from Freedom Marketing Coach Chris Fougere after a break. Running a restaurant, no matter how glamorous it looks as a customer, is a really hard thing to do. So today I'm talking to Freedom Marketing Coach Chris Fougere about the things he did to run a successful restaurant, which included being unique. I didn't have all the regular items that you see on a regular menus, not because those items aren't good or I couldn't have made a good version of them, 
But if I wanted to be different and charge the prices that I wanted to charge, now I wasn't a commodity anymore, right? So when you open a restaurant, you don't want to be a commodity. You don't want to be a commodity and think to yourself, I've got to have less I got to have lower prices to compete in this commodity world. Mm-hmm. The key to do is to make something that no one else makes. Right. Right. So That'd be unique. Be unique. Right. Like you know, obviously, you know, I'm sitting here with an Android phone, but that's what Apple did. Right. Apple built. Hey, this is we're the only ones with this, and if you want this, we're the only ones that have it. So you have to come to us to get it. Right. Right. And so that's kind of the idea, and I think that if more. Um, local restaurants followed that, and I think that's really happened. You know, with 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 some of the local breweries and, and some of the local restaurants, it, 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 some more of them have embraced the idea of uniqueness. Let's have our own branded beer, or let's have our own branded, you know, whatever dish it might be, or what have you. Right, kind of trust yourself. Like you actually can make something that's worth buying. Well, exactly, exactly, and 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 and, but ha- set your standards high. Right, right. Like before the big beer craze happened here. In Winnipeg, we were the first restaurant in town to offer a full-time wine flight. And, you know, that was two ounces of three different wines you mm-hmm. could order at one time. There was no one doing it before mm-hmm. us, um, like for special events only. But then I got this idea, hey, why don't we start making sangria? And we started doing that, and then we had three sangrias that no one else had but us. And then we started, I bottled my own wine, right? I actually made Duncan Ed's Red, uh, and and you couldn't get it anywhere else but but our place. Mm-hmm. So again, what ends up happening is you start to create this crowd of people who really want to have what you have to offer. Right. right. Well, uh, yeah. When I put that love at first bite guarantee on the menu, mm-hmm. right? And I said, like people could like uh, other restaurateurs just uh, would th- they talk to me like I was a crazy person. They're like, so hold on. Well, you are crazy, but you know, for other <laughs> you, reasons. Yeah. You put a <laughs> you put a promise on the front page of your menu that basically says if you take a bite of anything on our menu and you don't love it, you're gonna pay for it and they can order something else. Mm-hmm. Like how many times do you get burned by that a week? Mm-hmm. And the truth is, we didn't get burned by that. Occasionally, people would try something like the boomerang garang or the Mai Tai Pie or, you know, chai cheesecake or whatever it is that we had, and it wouldn't be their flavor. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. At least they got to try something new, right? Right. And that way, we became a, a place that was known, uh, liked, and trusted for what we brought to the table. Right. Right? Yep. Different, but we're also willing to back it up with... You know, you're going to leave here happy. So, right. yeah, maybe you didn't like the chocolate chicken. Let me cook you a pork tenderloin instead or a bison, you know, tenderloin or whatever it might have been. Right. So even if you didn't like something and I found what you liked, you would return instead of leaving unhappy, telling all your friends that this place sucks. Exactly. Right. Exactly. All right. Let's talk about websites. Okay. <laughs> Just taking a complete turn. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. we beat that one down. <laughs> everyone has one or at least everyone should. Yet a lot of small businesses don't have a proper one have no idea what they can do with their website and don't track the proper things. Absolutely. So there's one of my favorite conversations early on when talking to someone about their website went like this. I said, Hey, um, you've got a website. Awesome. And this was, you know, this is a decade ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. When a lot of people were still s- slow to the uh, uptake of right. websites, local businesses, I mean. Yep. So I said, Hey, you're not on the first page of Google. And he's like, Punches in the name of his place. And he's like, no, we're right here. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, here's the problem with what you just did. You want new customers. The only way that what you did wins is if they already know the name of your place. Right. The whole thing is. So they're existing customers. They've already been there. Right. The whole thing is when you go to Minneapolis, right, for the weekend to go see the Jets, you know, beat the wild. 
you're not Googling the name of the restaurant you already went to last time you went to Minneapolis. You're Googling best restaurants in Minneapolis, and whoever comes up on that first page is going to get your business. So if you are proud of the fact that your website comes up for the name of your business, <laughs> that is not a victory, okay? You just ran a race and got a participation, you know, <laughs> ribbon. ribbon, right? That, that's, uh, that is the minimum, okay? So yeah. what you need is you want the people who are looking for what it is that you do, the goods and services you provide, you need to show up on the first page for that result, right? There's a super old joke that, you know, people say, hey, where do you want to hide, you know, what is the best place to hide a dead body? And it's page two of Google results, right? <laughs> I mean, think about it. How many times have you gone through the entire page one of Google looking for whatever you Googled, right? I don't care what it was. New washer and dryer, you know, real estate. It doesn't matter. How many times did you look at every result on page one and go, I didn't quite get it. I'm going to go to page two. Like it's rarely yeah. does it happen. Unless you're desperate. Right. You know what I mean? So the, the way I always put it to people is, you know, you drive down the road. You and I drive down the road every day. There's billboards on the road. The person spent their advertising dollars where the people are. Right. That's a good decision. Mm -hmm. When people build a website and it's not on page one of Google search results, it's like building it 40 miles off of the number one highway in a farmer's <laughs> field and having it backwards so no one can see it. That's not that's not a good investment. Not a good investment, right? So again, it's it's kind of difficult when you talk to people about digital marketing because we're all so used to, you know, uh, uh, traditional marketing um, like, you know, print marketing or display marketing, those kind of things. So websites are just a great opportunity for local businesses to even the playing field between them and their big box competitors, no matter what their category is, mm -hmm. but they've got to do some of those things properly. And one of those things is to search engine optimize their website. Okay. That's right? a, those are big words, right? <laughs> yeah. They're huge words. And there are words that a lot of people, 90% of the population don't understand. Right. So if I'm... I'm Joe Blow. Yep. I don't know anything about websites. Yeah. How do I get a good website built? Because I'm not going to do it myself. And how do I find a person that can build it properly? That's a great question. So, if and not my brother's son, well, not my not my nephew. But I don't want to pay five grand to a, to a company either. I can't afford that. Right. So. Again, the big thing is people maybe not understanding what you really need on your website. Mm -hmm. Okay. People who are building, you know, hey, you need to have 300 pages on your website. No one's reading that information anyway. Right. You need a few key pages, right? Uh, you know, home page, about page, services page, or goods page, you know, contact information. Right. You can get a, you can start with a five page website and you should be able to get a website in my mind, like when we build websites for people, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to be able to build a website, five page website for somebody somewhere between like an entry level website with, with marketing built in mm -hmm. for somewhere between 500,000, like if they want SEO right, as well. Right. Yeah. But there's other things you can add on, but you can get on the web. You should be able to get on the web for 500 bucks. Mm -hmm. It's time for sports news and the weather, of course. And then more main ingredient with freedom marketing coach, Chris Fougere, when we come back. Freedom Marketing Coach Chris Rougere is my guest today, and we are talking about marketing, especially for restaurants. So, Chris, what was your first experience with someone offering to build your website for your restaurant? I remember when I when I opened food, and and they, some guy came in and said to me, "Hey, man, we can get you on." Now, this was 2002, so mm -hmm. it's a while ago. But I remember, and I'm just thinking, this guy does not understand my business at all, right? I'm running a 50 seat restaurant. He says, "Hey, man, I can get you on the web 
for 10 grand. <laughs> I was like, man, how many chocolate chickens do you think I need to sell <laughs> to pay off a $10,000 website? Right. <laughs> like but how he, many people paid that? Yeah. He, well, exactly. In the day, a lot of people paid that. Yeah. You just don't have to pay it anymore. Right. When we build people uh, websites, I use WordPress. And the reason I use WordPress is two, two reasons. One, the marketing uh, back end of WordPress is super powerful, right? So kind of like I was talking about Apple phones earlier, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. WordPress is not a closed loop. So the trouble with Apple is if you want this app or that app, if it's not listed in the Apple store, you can't get it. Right. On WordPress, there's so many developers making all these different plugins for WordPress. You can really um, design your website to do exactly what it is that you want to do. And then when you're a needs change six months into your business or a year into your business. Right, some other guy has made something else that you wanted or needed. Exactly. And then you can just add it on. You can just put this little brick on, right? It's like Mm -hmm. building with Lego and you're like, okay, great. It now does this and now does that. And it doesn't cost you an arm and a leg, right? Um, And then it it can do really well SEO wise. So if you have a website, okay, which to me is only really piece number one, Mm -hmm. you have the website, but then you need SEO, which means let's say you're a, a, a plumber, Okay. And so if you're a plumber and someone punches in Winnipeg plumbers, which is kind of one of those things where people call plumbers usually with, when they start to be in a jam, right? Like right. you're hot water- now. I'm not going, <laughs> I, I may have a, my toilet may be jammed tomorrow because I've eaten a lot of food. So That's I'm right. Gonna- <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So now what you have is you have someone punching up plumber who's really interested in spending some money right now and you're not showing up, right? So you want to show up for things like hot water tank exploded or, you know, leak or, you know, sewer backup, whatever those terms are, you want to show up. So the website is important, but then showing up when people need you is the other part. Right. And then the marketing part, and this is something that people just have a real hard time with. And and, and, and it's better now than it's ever been. But in 2002, I remember when I started doing it, someone came to me and told me that they'd never seen that before on any website in Winnipeg. And what I did was, and again, I didn't invent it. Someone taught it to me, my mentors. Um, but basically I put a little pop-up on my website that said, Hey, put your email in here and get a free appetizer instantly by email. Right now that is a huge marketing thing that no one does uh, enough of. Mm -hmm. Okay. And people say, you know, why would you do that? Why would you give a free appetizer to everyone who comes to your website? Well, here's what I know, right? You go on vacation, let's say, while you're going to think you're going to go to Mexico, you go check out 10 different hotel websites. Okay. Now the next day, if I said to you, what were those 10 websites you went to? You probably wouldn't remember. Right. But if on those 10 websites, one of them popped up and said, Hey, listen, we're going to give you 250 bucks worth of restaurant coupons to local restaurants around the hotel. I would say I searched nine of them, but this one (laughs) gave me 250 bucks. Exactly. Now you might not even end up going to that hotel, but if you do, they're the only ones who can talk to you again after the moment that you went to the website. So even though those people looking at food's website might not have been going tonight, when I gave them that free appetizer, now I could send them an email sequence to remind them that they came to the site and they have this outstanding free appetizer Mm -hmm. that they can use. So what did that do? Well, over time, I could track minimum $5,000 a month in sales to that exact um, strategy. And that helped me build a database in a 50... 50 seat restaurant of over 18,000 people. That's insane. Right? Because I remember working at this big restaurant for years. You and I both worked there. I'm not going to name it. Rhymes with Merle's. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> on long weekends, 
we would be there and you could shoot a cannon through there and not hurt anybody because everybody's at the lake. Right. Well, I never <laughs> had that problem at food because what would happen is on long weekends coming up, I would start sending out emails going, hey, listen, can't get away for a long weekend. Come into food on Friday, Saturday and order two dinner entrees, get a free half liter of sangria. And then, of course, I'd say, you can't really give away free booze, so we're just going to take the price of the sangria off the food, but you get the idea, come on in, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what would happen? I'd be packed out for those weekends where everybody else is slow because they have no way to communicate with their customers, right? right? Yep. So those are the three things to me that every website needs, marketing, SEO, and a good-looking website. Good-looking. Social media, it's a biggie. It's a big, big, biggie. Instagram, Facebook. So first, let's talk about the power of these platforms that people do not take advantage of and that they could do better. Okay. So let me, first of all, and I I can't say this strongly enough to everybody who's 35 or older. Okay. So if you're 35 or (laughs) older. So I guess I'm not included. (laughs) If you're 35 or older and you don't, if you own a business, okay, if you're 35 and over and you own a business, Okay. You need to have your business on Facebook. You need to have a Facebook business page, period. Why? So years ago, you may remember this, young whippersnapper, (laughs) there used to be these things called um, newspapers that everybody read. Now again, yeah, I still enjoy reading the local newspapers, Mm. but the fact of the matter is, is that what's happened over time is um, the eyeballs and the earballs have been (laughs) fragmented. Okay. So basically when I was growing up, I like to joke with people, I had farmer vision. Okay. And what that meant is I had two and a half channels. If I could get the half channel just in between the other on the, on the, on the TV, right? There was no remote. It was an actual dial. You had to go, you know, stand up and turn. Now. God, you're old. Yeah. Right. And then newspapers came out and everybody's eyeballs were on three channels, right? Or they were on two newspapers, Mm -hmm. whatever it was. Well, then the internet comes along and starts to fragment things. And one company gets on early on social media, and now half of the humans in North America are on that platform, and that platform uh, is Facebook. Okay, So if you're 35 or older, you have, a, you have a business, and you don't have a Facebook business page, what you're basically saying is, I don't care about half the population that could be my customer who spends an hour plus a day on Facebook. I'm going to have no presence there, right? You know what? If you're gonna go, if you're gonna go if you're gonna be invited to a party, right, and you don't like parties, better to go there and to hear what everybody might say about you than to not be there and not be able to defend <laughs> yourself, right? So get there, right? Yeah. Get on a business page and then put out content, okay, that people want to see. And it's simple, right? It could be behind the scenes. It could be an interview. It could be what a customer said. It could be a new item that you have. It could be a way to make their life easier or more fun or whatever. And you have to communicate, but realize it's a two-way communication, right? Mm -hmm. So until the TV starts talking back to you, right? um, You want to use Facebook as a platform where you can start a dialogue with people. Because if you want people to try your goods or services the chances are they already get those goods or services from somebody else. Correct. Okay. It's not like you've reinvented the wheel. <laughs> right. Like you're not, so it's nothing new. If you own a pizza joint and you're saying, well, uh, we got two pizzas for $24.99. Or we got the best pizza in town. Right. 
No. Forget about them. Yeah. No, it's not going to happen. Go on Facebook, show a video on why your pizza is better, and then give people an opportunity to get a free pizza. Try a buy one and then get one free. Don't let them do it every day, all day. You know what I mean? Give it to them as a one-timer, right? right? Remember that thing I told you was on my site for the free appetizer? Mm -hmm. Guess how many times you could do that? Mm -hmm. One time, right? Because I don't want, pe I'm not here to feed everybody in town for free. Well, 100%, just want them in the door. You want to give and, them, you and know. Then, and then the product and the service will bring them back. Exactly. More main ingredient with Freedom Marketing Coach, Chris Frugere, a.k.a. or the Restaurant Whisperer, in a minute. Half the battle to running a successful restaurant is simply getting people in the door. So Freedom Marketing Coach Chris Ruzer is here to talk about some of the ways to do so. You just need to get people in that first time. And Facebook is a great opportunity to be one of those places where, you know, people can ask you a question online or bring up a concern or whatever it might be. It's a dialogue conversation that's going back and forth. So you need to have a way to be able to, in my mind, take those people from social media and put them onto your list. I know this was part of our conversation the other night, mm -hmm. and 99.5% of businesses miss this. So here's how it used to be. So I started the food restaurant Facebook page, you know, at the, you know, it was my chef and my sous chef that really were like, hey, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. I didn't understand at the time, and, and then, you know, after some time, I did understand it. But here's what happened. When I used to post on that page, every person who liked our page saw that message. Well, what's Facebook done over the last decade? They have taken that reach and drilled it down to about 2%. So what does that mean? That means that when you used to put up a message to your own people, okay? Mm -hmm. Like your own friends. Your own friends on Facebook, business friends, like the, the like people who's liked you, right. on, you know what I mean? Because personal is different. Right. Okay? So business Facebook page, you've got a situation where, you know, let's say you have 5,000 fans. When you send out a post, 5,000 people saw it. Mm -hmm. So here's how it works now. If you have, and I'm just going to use it because of the math, if you have... Um, a 2% reach now organically, which is what basically what Facebook gives you, mm -hmm. you have 5,000 fans, you make a post, right? 2% of those people are going to see it. Yikes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's a hundred people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, how many times do you have to post in a day to, to show it to every one of those 5,000 people? So what has Facebook done? They've changed their business model to, you have to pay to boost your post or you have to advertise. Right. Well, they've got everybody on there, so why wouldn't you? It's still cheaper than a lot of other ways of advertising. But here's what I advise people to do. Here's what I do for my clients. I set them up so that they drive people off Facebook into their email uh, database. Because they own that. Right. So when I, if I say to you, hey, listen, you know how many people do they have you in your database, right? Oh, well, we don't have any people. I go, okay, so here's what you do. You start something like that, give away a free appetizer. Well, as soon as someone builds... As soon as someone uh, goes and fills out that form for a free appetizer, you now have them on their, your database. So whether or not they ever use that appetizer, you send them an email next month that goes, hey, just to let you know, Mother's Day is coming up and we have this, or hey, we're having a live band, or hey, we're introducing this new item. It just gives you a few opportunities to actually reach them with something that they may like. Exactly. You don't like the free appetizer, fine. Mother's Day special, uh, wine, sangria, something. Exactly. There's a carrot that somebody's going to bite that carrot. Exactly. If they were interested in the first place, you might be just have to warm them up a little bit longer, show them some, some reasons that they should come and try you, right? Mm -hmm. And then, and then go from there. But see, if you don't have their email address, now every time you reach someone, you're putting an ad in the paper or putting an ad in Facebook or, you know, buying, uh, you know, whatever advertising that you might want to buy and hoping that they see it. 
Right. Instead of using the tool to build your own and actually do the same thing that you're paying for now. Exactly. So Facebook, people say to me, oh, no more looks at their email anymore. Every social media platform, you can't log in without your email. Right. Right. So the fact of the matter is. And confirm your email. And confirm it. Right. So people are not connecting the dot that Zuckerberg is the richest man in the universe because he has 2 billion people's email address. And so for the advertisers who don't have those email addresses to reach those people, they're paying him. Well, I'm saying to all these local businesses, build your own list. And guess what? Let's do a little bit of math here. Okay. Mm -hmm. If I set up this machine on my website to give out free appetizers or, you know, whatever your, I mean, whatever your thing is, whatever your thing is, right? Whatever that is, here's your little deal. Okay. Every one of those people downloads that thing and they come in and guess what happened? They didn't just come for the free appetizer. Right. No one's just going to walk in, have the free appetizer and leave. Right. I well, mean, I'm going to, you know, I'll have a beer. Right. I'm going to have a and beer. Or, gonna, or I want gonna, dinner. Exactly. I'm going to want dinner or you know, whatever the case might be. Right. All of a sudden, and this is the, I'm going to tell you the truth. The appetizer, let's say was 10, 12 bucks. Okay. And these people were getting the free appetizer and spending 75 to a hundred dollars on average. So let me ask you a question. If I said to you, hey, go to this machine, stick in $10, and 75 to 100 comes out. <laughs> what how- a ripoff. I don't want that machine. <laughs> right? That's a terrible machine. Now, at the same time, that's just the first transaction. If you get them to come back, right, because now they get your newsletter next month or your suggestion of whatever they shall should they should Maybe try. Now you're not even sticking in 10 bucks. Exactly. It just kicks out money when you walk up to it. Right. So I, I, I had a, um, you know, live event years ago and I called it, you know, the push, the push button money machine. And, and if you use Facebook, right. And social media, right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I recommend everybody use Facebook first. It's the biggest platform, right? If you don't have a lot of time and you don't have a lot of resources, start with Facebook. Mm. If you want to grow it into Instagram or you want to grow it into, you know, maybe Twitter or, or, you know, Pinterest or whatever maybe suits your business the best. Great. Do that. But don't do social media without a list building component, because what you're doing is you're paying someone to do all that work or you're doing it. And then you're paying those platforms to advertise to the people that you're already working to get. Build your own even, list. Even if you have them. So let's say you have a huge following. Yeah. You have like, you know, 10,000 likes, but you don't have any actual information to those people in order to market to them. You have to pay. You have to pay Facebook. Right. Because they've drilled. And, you, and you've already done the work. You've already done the work. You already did all that work and now you're paying Facebook to market right. to people that you've already earned. Right. So what if I said to you, hey, listen, it costs $10 to boost a Facebook post and 500 people might see it. That doesn't mean they do anything with it. They just right. see it in their right. feed. Just float it. 10 float bucks. It what if I said to you, you could have an email list of 10,000 people, send them an email once a week about, you know, a cooking tip or a, whatever your business is, right? Like a chiropractor, to dentist, it doesn't matter. Send them a tip a week, right? And then once a month, send them a newsletter. Again, all informative, low sales quotient, but give them an offer of some kind. Right. And some people may opt out because maybe that's not for them, which is perfectly fine. But if, if it's someone's interested... You know, if that's if that's the information they want, exactly, then you're giving them what they want, exactly, right? So it's just gonna it weans itself out. The, the list will work itself out. It will work itself out, and and I'll tell you this: you're gonna create more buyers because whoever lands on your website, okay, whoever does, I don't care who it is, and this isn't my statistic, right? Basically, the idea is three percent of people are ready to buy right now, okay, three mm-hmm. percent. So if you don't have lead capture on your site, where's the other ninety-seven percent going? Yeah, somewhere else. Somewhere else. 
Right. They might forget about you. You did all the work trying to bring them there, right? You maybe did the SEO or you paid for Google AdWords. They click, they look at your site, and then their kid's like, Dad, I got to go to baseball practice. And they're gone. And they're gone. Right. You just lost the money, right? Right. right. You got to have lead capture. When I talk to people and I say, listen, let's imagine you weren't married yet. You met a girl someplace at a party or, you know, at your friend's house or a barbecue or whatever. And you talked to her for five hours and you had a great time. And at the end of it, you didn't ask for her phone number, even though you can tell that you have a connection. You just say to her, hey, it was nice talking to you for five hours. Maybe I'll see you again sometime. <laughs> and you leave, right? It's like, yeah, why bother? Right? Why so bother? But I'm telling you, I walk into every rest or every business every day. No one's asking for customers' information. They're not trying to you know, get that second date, mm-hmm. right? They're not trying to make sure that the relationship keeps going because they're all about making the sale today. Okay, let's talk about making the sale today. If you had this, go back to the girl example, you're at a barbecue, you talk to her for five hours, you're like, this is great. And then at the end of the five hours, you go, hey, I think we've just really hit it off. We should get married. Like, what do you think would happen there? <laughs> she you would get married? Yeah. She would throw, well, she might throw her hot dog in your face or whatever, drink and run away because that's not how people roll. Hey, and that's- You got to build a, they got to build a trust. You got to build it, right? So that's what businesses are trying to do. They're trying to get married on the first date. And some people are ready for that. The 3% that are going to buy on your site, mm-hmm. but the other 97, they need the, you know, five dates, 10 dates, two years of dating, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And then they mm-hmm. buy. Right. Almost like the, the free appetizer is the, I'm asking you for the date. Then you accept. Exactly. You come in and realize, hey, this is actually worth going back for. Right. Right. So like, like you said, you kind of, it's not like baiting. Although if you have a quality product or quality restaurant, right. all you need to do is get people in the door and then the service and the product brings them back right. every and single time. It, right. But that's the other thing where you talk about where do restaurants make a mistake? Tons of restaurants do that, right? Like they, they don't nail their service. They don't nail their food quality. Right. So they bring someone in, they spend a bunch of money on an advertising campaign, bunch of, drive a bunch of people through the door and, and then crap. blow it. Right. Right. So, but I'm glad you said that because you're exactly right. Like the idea of the free appetizer on the website, guess what? That's not my idea. I'll tell you who does it great. Costco. You mm-hmm. walk into Costco, right? They're at the end of the aisle going, hey, you want to try this? Mm-hmm. Right? Every single time. They're it's, all over the place. They're First, all they over give the... you coupons. Right. They tell you what's on sale. <laughs> then you walk around, you know, and you don't even need to eat lunch. You just go there, bring your kids and let your kids <laughs> fill up. <laughs> but and then you're like, oh yeah, I forgot to buy something. But, but, but that's it, right? Like the whole free sample idea, that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. Because if you can free sample your business somehow... Then you, then people are going to trust that because everybody's heard we've got the lowest, like, I mean, I love, and I bless them, right? I bless them. If it wasn't for the car dealers, there'd be no newspaper mm-hmm. because you look at the newspaper. That's all it's left. That's all it's left advertising. <laughs> it is. And every time they, every weekend, every day, they've got the best price they've ever going to have every week, right? The biggest if, if, inventory. If that, if the, the bosses, <laughs> you know? Yeah. If that best price was true, cars would be zero by now because they'd have to just keep driving the price down. Right, they'd be yeah. giving us cars. Chris, the owner of Freedom Marketing Coach, we talked so much that the second part of that interview is coming up tomorrow, Sunday, April 28th at 5 p.m. here on The Main Ingredient on 680 CGOB. So I will talk to you then. This is 680 CJOB.